Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features another Artist Academy Advanced student who's doing big things, Christine Reitzel. I first met Christine about a year ago when I was doing a project in Branson, Missouri, and she was introduced to me as the artist who was painting Skateland. <laughs> as you listen to this episode, I urge you to go check out Christine's Instagram. She's at Beauty From Light. So that's at Beauty From Light on Instagram. So you get a visual of who she is and what her unique art style is all about. She uses such vibrant colors and it's inspiring the way she sticks to that unique style, which ultimately is what makes her stand out amongst the more local traditional artists. I love her style. I can't say that enough. But also, I wanted to get Christine on here to talk about all the public art projects she has in the works and how she's getting these jobs in hopes that it inspires you to go out and do something similar if that's a path you're thinking about exploring. Public art can help make a name for yourself, and my butterfly art is the perfect example of that. I get jobs of that from that one public art piece all the time, and Christine is taking a similar approach in a town just down the road from me in Branson, Missouri. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Christine Reitzel. So I'll just kind of let you talk for a second and kind of introduce yourself to anybody who might not know who you are yet. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to try and do the, the nutshell story because it's yeah. kind, of a, kind of a long story. Um, so I've always kind of been very crafty and creative. Like I was that girl at summer camp where I drew horses for everyone and they're like, wow, you're so amazing. <laughs> um, and I was, I was homeschooled and grew up in a very religious but like extreme legalistic kind of family like when you watch those documentaries about like people in cults like I actually was in one of those cults so um yeah I've come a long way from that yeah um so that has that has influenced my art a lot like my parents were very um academically driven and uh the arts weren't really a priority but my mom did put me in uh some art classes in high school in like a homeschool art class which was like totally changed my life. My art teacher was amazing and very passionate about like modern art and wasn't afraid to get weird. And I was like, this is amazing. And um, so after that, I uh, my grandparents paid for me to go to college for a semester because I really wanted to pursue photography. Um, so I did that and it was incredible. But because I was living with my parents, like they were very much like, women shouldn't go to college and have a career. They should just be wives and have babies and just like very traditionally driven. And I was like, I just want to have a normal life and have a boyfriend and have a regular job. And um, so uh, wasn't really inspired to create because I was like very, it was just like very limited to what I could do. And I wasn't surrounded by really creative people. I was, I was on DeviantArt. Like I followed a lot of, uh, 
artist on the internet and that kind of inspired me a little bit but this was before YouTube was really popular for learning art or before Instagram and so um, it just I just wasn't around it so I I wasn't creating any kind of art um, I did uh, paintings here and there a little bit um, but I don't know uh, so around 20 years old I moved out I had I was just on really bad terms with my father. He was just um, very controlling and narcissistic, and I uh, wanted to have a life. And I wasn't even like a rebellious teenager. Like I wasn't partying. I wasn't drinking. I was like very. I was a good kid. And uh, but that, that was just a bad relationship. So I moved out. I had nothing. I had no money, no job, no car. Um, I had just met um, my boyfriend, Lucas, who is now my husband. We've been married for seven years. But um, oh, he wow. helped me kind of, yeah, <laughs> he, my one and only boyfriend, now <laughs> husband. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I I was still living in, I live in Branson, Missouri, by the way. Sorry, Branson, Missouri, um, tourist town. So I moved out. Um, got an apartment, started working at Starbucks. Um, I went to therapy because I was dealing with a lot of like trauma and PTSD from being raised by a father who was um, very psychologically and spiritually abusive. Um, I won't get into that because it's kind of sad, but I'm over it. I'm, I'm very healthy now. <laughs> therapy, <laughs> um, yay. <laughs> yes, love therapy. Um, but that is a huge part of my life, and it does influence my art in, in a way. So, I mean, I'm really chill about talking about that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, when I married Lucas, I, it was very important for me to own a house because we had rented our entire lives, and I really wanted to do interior design uh, when I was a kid. Like, I remember reading an encyclopedia like on interior design, and there's like three pictures, and I was like, this is what I want to do. But... I couldn't even paint my room because we rented everywhere we went, um, and so we bought we we bought a house that the one that we're in right now it's 800 square feet it's super tiny but we fixed it up, um, and I love that so much we ended up buying another house that was 4,000 square feet um, from 1970-ish like nothing on the inside had been redone so it was like shag carpet wood paneling like. Just the grodiest, nastiest house you can think. I was like, I want to buy this and fix it up. Like, that was my dream. And I, and so we rented this house out. And so at the time, I was like, I want to keep buying houses and renovate them and um, be a slumlord. <laughs> so uh, I got into a whole bunch of courses and books on how to, like, renovate. And But after a while, I realized that I don't like being a landlord because people in this area don't take me seriously. That was like a huge challenge and I, I couldn't handle like the stress. And um, so while we were living in the 4,000 square foot house, like slowly fixing it up ourselves, I had, I had quit my job. My husband had got a really good uh, job so I could quit and kind of focus on what I wanted to do. And so I was still trying to do the whole interior design thing. But I started painting again. I had hung out with a few friends that were in, to art and so we started doing these art nights where we would just sit and just kind of paint whatever and at the time let's see I was 25 24 25 um, so not you know didn't go to school for art didn't really have any I maybe had like five paintings that I was like really proud of that I still ha held on to but um, you could kind of tell from my early work that I was really trying to go for that like weird modern art vibe um, but with, yeah, anyway, so uh, I had done this painting of a rabbit. It was just like, or two rabbits having tea, and it was just like a really simple palette knife painting because um, I was like, oh, if I want to get into art, I want to start like really simple and have no expectations. Um, and I sold that piece for like 200 bucks. Like someone wanted to buy it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And so I had done a few more pieces, and I was able to hang them up at my local Starbucks because I had worked there, and so they knew I would started getting into art, and I hung it up there. And uh, so that was really cool. I was like, oh, awesome. Like people like my art. And I thought, uh, you know, I, I kind of have a knack for this whole art thing. There's a whole – I had so many ideas in my head, like – Oh, I could do this. I could do that. And but I remember when I took high school art classes, you know, which at that time it had been like almost ten years. I was like, I really struggle with watercolor and oil paint, so I want.
of those things and really challenge myself because I, I don't remember how to use them. <laughs> like yeah. watercolor, like uh, I remember hating it in high school. Like this sucks. Like I can't add any white. This is stupid. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just bought some cheap supplies and um, started kind of like copying other people's artwork online just to see if I could do do it properly, I guess. Like, um, which I would suggest to like all new artists to like take other piece, people's pieces and try to make it like that and call it, well, I call them like studies. So I've done like, a, you know, I started out doing studies of other um, artists work that I really admired. Um, so let's see. Yeah. Got back into that. I agree. Um, that, that, that's how I kind of started too. I was like, I would look at other paintings. It's just so much easier to figure out how to paint something that's already been painted, you know? It's just like yeah. looking at something, I'm like, oh, I can see what's happening, rather than, like, just looking at a photo of something not painted. I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Or I would see, like, certain elements of someone's work over here, and then yeah. someone else's over here, and try to, like, mash those two together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah, 2015, I got back into, like, acrylic paintings and I and I like to paint super huge and at the time our house was so big that I I did do a lot of huge paintings um and it got to a point where I was really happy with them but because you know acrylic dries very fast I was like you know what this would be a good time for me to get back into oils because I want to get more detailed with it I want to try realism um so I did that well I I watched maybe a hundred hours worth of like YouTube on oil painting because I have a tendency to buy lots of art supplies and then they sit around and I never use them so I was like I don't want to waste my time here like I want to be able to buy these supplies and start creating and feel really confident and not just you know beat myself up like oh I, I don't you know because it, it's challenging like yeah. oil paints are everyone's really intimidated by them and when people hear that I use them, they're like, oh, aren't they dangerous and aren't they hard and they take forever to dry? And I'm like, not really, because I've, like, kind of educated myself on, like, how to how to do it. So, yeah. um, so I, that year, let's see, yeah, 2016, 2017, I, I was like, I, I'm going to be good at oil paints. Like, I know how to do a lot of things kind of good, but <laughs> I was like, I want to master one thing in my lifetime. And uh, so I was so I, I I had done a photography as a side gig, um, doing weddings and portraits and stuff, and I really I really liked it, and I still do enjoy it. But I got really burnt out on doing photography, um, but uh, it it helped me with painting a lot because I understood how to get a good composition. Oh, um, yeah. So when I when I create, I'm always thinking about like subject matter and then composition and then everything else. Um, so you know, if something's off about a painting, I'm like, it's, it's the composition, you know. Um, so yeah, got st started doing oil painting. Um, I had approached the gallery in downtown Springfield. I think at the time it was called um, Arts and Letters huh. um, on Campbell. Yeah. It's not there anymore. Okay. Um, but a, a, a friend of mine, Sarah, had done a show there the year before, and I was like, oh, like, I can't do a show, maybe. Like, I would have to create a lot of pieces, and it would be really hard, but I have the opportunity, like, I have the time to paint now. And um, between, you know, tearing out old carpet and painting walls, um, I had plenty of time to paint. And so I was like, oh, this would be really good for me. It would give me like a deadline to actually paint in oils and you know uh i feel like any artist should really try to do a show a solo show or some kind of exhibit so that you you like have to create and you have a de i work very well with deadlines Same. being a homeschool kid <laughs> being a homeschooled i never had any deadlines and so they're very, when people don't give me deadlines i never get back to them yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um, actually, yeah so um mary evelyn just popped on here she's like hi oh hi girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah, she came to my show. She was so awesome. Yeah, she she mentioned she was like it was, it was an awesome show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think she was the one that connected us. That's so, so cool. Yeah, well, she, her and I were hanging out, and then she brought you up and was like, "Oh, I think Andrea is like painting somewhere in Branson. We should go 
meet her and Emily. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, oh, she's so much better than me. I'm okay. just nobody. <laughs> But no, I mean, we're all like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm really glad that happened. I was really intimidated (laughs) that day, but I'm really glad that happened. Yeah. 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 Um, She was commenting. She's like, I I was a stalker. That's so funny. funny. (laughs) Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So I did a, this show, um, sold a bunch of my pieces like I was really thrilled and so at at that point I was like well um I want to do like the gallery life like so I started putting together a portfolio and I I was like I'm gonna drive up to St. Louis and Kansas City and present myself to galleries I had done a bunch of research on like how to do that and again like I was really intimidated because I'm like I don't view myself as like a fine artist um (laughs) I don't, yeah, so very doubtful of myself, not really sure, like, well, if I want to pursue art as a career, I guess I'll do that, like, that makes sense right now, um, and I had done a show in St. Louis, it was, like, one of those pop-up art shows at a brewery, and that was pretty successful, like, I sold a couple paintings there, but it was kind of a lot of work for not really much payoff, and again, I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is, because, you know, you spend so much time working on an oil painting, and then you sell it, and, um, which is what I, I really enjoy selling original pieces, but I was, it's, you know, uh, I guess now that I look back on it, I didn't want to do something put tons of hours into a piece, someone buy it, and then it just hangs up in their house, and they're the only ones that see it. Yeah. Um, and so after that, 28, yeah, so yeah, last year, it's, been, it's only been a year and a half, oh my gosh, um, I was, it was my, my wedding anniversary, my husband and I went to dinner, and then we drove by Skate World, which is a local skate rink in Branson, it's been there for like 40 years, and at the time, it was kind of run down, but my husband knew the owners. He had worked for them in high school. And we went in, and we were hanging out in their office and just talking to them. And they were saying that uh, someone in their family had taken over ownership, and they were wanting to fix it up. And I had just asked, like, you know, what are you going to do about the walls on the inside of the rink? Because they were, like, this awful lime green color. And someone had done spray paint art for them, like, 30 years ago. Like, it was so horrible. Like, I (laughs) learned how to skate there when I was a kid, and it was the same art on the wall. And um, he was like, I'm not really sure what we want to do. Maybe, like, vinyl prints over the wall or whatever. And I was like, ew. "Um, Yeah, I know. And and at at the time, still painting and still fixing up our house, but I was like... I have so many cool ideas for this for this rink, and I I know this guy. I feel comfortable with him, and I was like, well, if I to do some drawings, would you be open to me painting your walls? And he was like, yeah, I guess. Like, not super enthusiastic or anything. <laughs> like, I was trying to show him on my phone. I'm like, look, I do art sometimes. Like. <laughs> Um, and so I, I went home and I started drawing and I was so nervous because I, I was like worried about showing it what I drew up to them just because they're not artists, you know, they're businessmen, people. And I was like, well, what if they hate it? What if they say no? Like I can't handle the rejection. Um, so I was just, I was just beyond nervous. Like I'm asking these people to do my first mural and it's a 300 foot long mural by seven and a half, like it is the largest mural I'll probably ever do, and it's my first one, and I don't even know. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start, like, but I don't know. I just, like, had the feeling, and I and I went with it, and um, at the time, I didn't have an iPad or anything. I was literally drawing on, um, like, brown paper, like, the construction paper that oh. um, contractors use that they lay on tape on the floors. It's, like, this rolls of brown paper that I cut out. And as as if to, like, make it look like the rink wall. Yeah. I started drawing on it. And so <laughs> when I, I went back, I started unrolling it on their counter. And it just kept going. And they were like, whoa, you did this? I'm like, yeah. Um, it's kind of going to look like this, I guess. We'll see. Um, and they were like, cool, when can you start? I'm like, oh, they, they just said yes. Like, wait, what? You actually like this? And they're like, yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, so I had then, 
I had bought a projector maybe like a year before that. Um, I was really struggling with doing a drawing and then putting it on a canvas and getting it perfect. And my husband was like, well, why don't you just project it onto a, a canvas? And I was like, Best I can't idea do that. Ever. That's cheating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, yeah, you can do that. It's fine. Um, but again, I had never heard yeah. of an artist doing that. So I didn't think about it. Um, so he bought me a cheap one on eBay for like 40 bucks and it still works to this day. Nice. I, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm really happy. Uh, so I, I did that and I started working on the middle. I did their logo and some skates and just kind of worked my way out and I didn't really plan it very well. Um, but that's just like kind of how I do things, I guess. And I, it took me six months to do it kind of on and off working part time, like only four hours a day. I was just using like, crappy wall paint from Lowe's which is not that great and I had to do like multiple coats of paint and I probably could have cut my time in half if I if I had bought made better quality paints but hey I didn't know what I was doing but yeah. I'm st I'm pretty happy with it and uh yeah that's what kind of got me started into doing murals that's so fun <laughs> too like that's yeah. so great I, I can't imagine too your first mural and you're just like um okay like that's such a big <laughs> space like I remember I started with just a big wall and I was like wait where do I start somebody tell me where to start <laughs> and you're just yeah. there by yourself oh my god that's so cool though because now every wall that you come across is like it's not as big as Gateland you know oh yeah exactly and you did great <laughs> it looks so cool too it's such a unique style so like anybody listening on the podcast you have to check out her instagram you have such a unique style and it's so funny too because like ever uh, emily and i were actually doing um this mural for a, a hydroponics place on their windows and we were doing it super animated and stuff and we were about halfway through and i was like and or, we, we were both like you know who we should have brought on this Christine, like, this is literally her style is what they're asking for. And it's so not in our brains to do something as like colorful as you do it, even though I love what you do. I just don't automatically do stuff like that. And they were like, yeah, do like bright and colorful. And I was like really struggling to do it. We're like, you know, you know who would be perfect for this? Christine would. We actually thought about it. We're like, well, uh, we actually thought about trying to get you to come down the next day. And I was like, she's probably busy. I was like, whatever. Okay, the next time we do something like this, we'll just ask her to come down. <laughs> so, Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, yeah. So what do you think was the tipping point that took you from professional or from hobby to professional artist? Was it doing that Skateland one? You could kind of say you were like a professional artist after that, or what do you think? Yeah. Um, I knew I wanted to do art, but... And, you know, how people are always like, wow, you're so talented. You're so amazing. But I had, uh, I don't know, I've always had this fear of um, failing, obviously. And I I am very fortunate because when my husband did get a, a good-paying job, like big city salary, but we, we live in Branson, which is very low cost. I mean, our, our mortgage is like 300 bucks a month, like very affordable. And I I was kind of like, I want to do something in the creative field, but I also have this guilt of, like, if I'm going to work, I need to be making money. And going back, like, I was looking into getting my real estate license, and I'm just, like, I was all, all over the place. Like, I know that I'm gifted, but I don't know what would be what would be best. Like, you know, every, and I was, like, maybe I should get back into doing, photog you know, wedding photography or whatever, because I can make good money doing that, but it's so competitive around here, and, and everyone's a photographer nowadays, so I was, like, what can I do that I can create something really, I don't like the word original, but, like, something that's really authentic to myself mm -hmm. that you don't see a lot around here, and um, so, yeah, while, while I was doing the mural, I was, like, man, this is a lot of work, but I don't, but I don't feel like it's a lot of work and um I had kind of over the months while I was doing it like oh well people are asking me if I do murals and I and I'm like yeah but this is my first one so not really like <laughs> I I guess I'm a muralist now I don't I don't know um and then people I I started like getting you know jobs after that and I was like okay well, I really like doing this, so I guess I should start making it like a legit business because before then I had never really formalized anything. Even my photography business wasn't formalized in any way, um, which is probably why I got screwed over <laughs> a few times because, you know, uh, I la I'm a people pleaser and I don't like saying no to people. And 
um, I don't know, it, it kind of happened, like, organically. I never thought, like, I'm going to be a full-time artist, because that's not really a thing around here where we yeah. live, like, in the Midwest. Like, people, like, artists, so, like, what does that mean? You know, what do you do? And I, I have no formal training. I don't do graphic design. I, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I still am sometimes, like, I don't. Like, oh, what's the word? Imposter syndrome? Like, I'm yeah. still kind of, like, I'm not really an, a professional artist yet. Like, maybe someday uh, I will be. But I guess, but I, but I am. Like, I don't know. It, it's, it's strange. You yeah. for sure are now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Because even, like, even when I was paying the bills with my art, I was like, this can't last. Like, this isn't a thing. So I actually looked into yeah. selling Miriam face cream for a while. I was like, I, like, looked into <laughs> it. And I bought the kit. I was like, okay, I can actually make a living with this. <laughs> like, not art. I was not convinced. Right. And that was, like, five years ago or so or something. But then I was, I don't know. It's just, it's, cause, yeah, because being an artist, especially around here, it's just not a thing. Or it's just far yeah few between but there is a lot of jobs out there as we're finding out oh absolutely <laughs> and, and that's why I'm really thankful for you and what you're doing because you really inspired me to be like okay people respect the shit out of Andrea like <laughs> I can I can be just like her and we can make this area a better place for everybody yeah yeah exactly I love it and you really have too you've like I think I'm kind of the same way, too. If I see someone doing something, I'm like, okay, she's doing it, so I can do it. And so I love right. that I kind of <laughs> played that role in, a, in some part with you, and you've really taken it, too. Like, with the street art thing, you're like, okay, she's doing it. I'm doing it in Branson. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. <laughs> so what makes up your typical work day? How many hours do you spend painting? Um. Well, I'm a night person, so I don't really get up until, like, 9.30 or 10. <laughs> Same. <laughs> if I had my way, I would do it. <laughs> yeah, at, at least for now, I'm kind of enjoying it while, while it lasts. Like, I'm like, it's not going to be like this forever. But, yeah, that was, like, uh, going back to, like, a uh, career. Like, people have always been like, well, what do you want to do? Or, you know, what's your dream job? And I'm like, my dream job is to not have to work, to, like, stress about work to pay the bills. Yeah. Like, that's my, that's like the dream right there. Um, cause I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say like I've been a career, I've never been like, oh, I want to have a career. No, I've just wanted to like have money, pay the bills, and like really enjoy my life. Yeah. Um, you want to have a life. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, my, uh, work day is, oh man, I'm, I'm really slow in the morning. So I get up, I make breakfast. Um, because my husband does work a lot, we have, like, a very traditional marriage where, like, I do a lot of the home stuff where I cook and I clean and, and do laundry. And, like, I really enjoy that. And that was super important before we got married is that, like, what are our roles going to be as husband and wife? And it both worked out for us in that way. Um, so that's, like, a majority of my morning is, like, doing that. Um, but I don't really start working until noon yeah. after I've had my coffee. Um <laughs> Let's see, I, I really don't paint very much uh, unless I have a mural project, and in that case, I try to get out at noon and then work until I get tired and I go home. So if, if I'm working on a mural, I'm working from, like, noon to 6 or noon to 7 um, every day until it's done. But if I don't have a mural project going on, like, right now, uh, I have, like, a whole bunch of random things. Like, I'm trying to design a sticker I'm designing a, a logo for a local person's podcast art, which is pretty exciting. Um, she found me on Instagram. She's a Branson performer in the ABBA show, and she contacted me because she liked my neon sign effect and was like, can you make me something? And I was like, I'm not really great at digital. Like, I'm not a graphic designer, but I can certainly try. So I'm working on that right now. Um, and then ooh, back here, I'm doing a commission for um, a guy in Detroit. So that's been sitting there for a few months, and I haven't really touched that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I struggle because when I, when I am doing art, I get distracted. And, and um, gosh, I've been listening to so many of your other artists that you've featured on this podcast that, that are trying to be more organized about, like, this day I'm doing this and this day I'm doing that. Um, 
And so when I do sit down and paint, I do like to get like a nice four to six hours in with no distractions yeah. to actually feel really accomplished. And I'm not super great at doing that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it varies from day to day. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. That's the same with me too. Like, like six hours is about what I, when I top out of painting per day. Like if I can just like really schedule or really just like concentrate and paint and listen to a podcast, like about six, after about six hours, I'm like, okay, I'm on to next something else. Let's do some computer work or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so do you want to talk about a little bit about what you're doing around Branson and all the local street art and the park project you guys just did and where you're at with it and everything? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am a board on the board of directors for SNAC, which is the Southern Missouri Arts Connection. Uh, I had been on the board for the Branson Arts Council a couple years back, and I didn't really fit with their vision for uh, for their arts organization, and that's totally fine. It was a really good experience for me being so young and um, and experienced and just being like, I, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I, but I am a visual artist and I want to make this town better. And they're very more like theater oriented, um, which they're doing really good in that. And so I resigned. Um, and then I was, I found the founder of Smack. Her name's Donna Rostifer. And, uh, I just, I loved her personality and what her, and what her vision was. So I joined the board with the intentions of like, I don't really know what, I, what my role is going to be but again like I've lived in Branson for most of my life and I see so many people my age or you know after they graduate from high school they leave or they're just dying to leave because there's like this town has nothing for me you know unless you want to work in tourism um, which a lot of people do and they barely make it and especially in the winter like a lot of people have to go on unemployment I did that for a few years like it sucked <laughs> like I couldn't pay my bills, and um, so a lot of young people leave, and there's really nothing for the locals. There's no culture, um, and that's the biggest complaint of people that have lived in this town is like, yeah, it's great for the tourists um, if you're into family attractions and country music, but um, <laughs> there's, you know, people tourists come, and they, they'd ask me, like, so what is there to do here, like, for for young people or artsy people, and I'm like, there's nothing. Like, I'm sorry, um, but I want to change that, hopefully. Uh, you know, because people in this area always talk about how Eureka Springs, Arkansas, it's a huge, thriving arts culture. And even um, Bentonville, Arkansas, where the home of Walmart, there's, like, a world-class art museum there. And that's, you know, it's two hours away. And it's like, we can make Branson like that? Like, um, so, yeah, I joined SMAC, and their whole goal was to, to have an art center, like a hub where um, – artists could pay them a small monthly fee and use the studio space because like uh, someone like me who now I live in a super small home and my studio is my living room <laughs> and I have no space for for large pieces anymore I literally have to make room to do a big <laughs> a big piece and um, so that's our biggest goal with smack is to have a building where we can have classes and workshops and a, a gallery, an exhibit gallery and a sales gallery and, and, and actually like have artists make money. Like we're not about like, we're giving artists opportunities. Like, no, like we're, we are the artists. The board of directors are a bunch of artists um, that are just trying to have artists be respected and get work and have their work really reflect our town. And so after skate world, I was like, man, like, how cool would it be to actually, you know, because I follow so many world-class muralists that do these amazing pieces on buildings. And um, I was like, I, I think that we need to try and do a campaign of some kind to get businesses uh, to do artwork on their buildings as what I like to call, like, indirect advertising, where, like, if you drive from Springfield to Branson on 65, there are hundreds of billboards. And, you know, businesses will pay, like, $3,000 a month for a billboard that's so, like, in-your-face advertising yeah. that I'm like, if we were able to approach these businesses and come up with really cool designs that obviously was, like, uh, a reflection of the business, but it was, it's also in a very cool artsy way that people are like, that's cool, let's take a picture for Instagram, and then they hashtag your business, or they follow, you know, like, 
that kind of stuff is very appealing to millennials who don't like in-your-face advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, I'm like, this town really needs that. So I have some stuff in the works for approaching certain buildings that I think are really good buildings that will a- attract that kind of attention. Um, so that, that was like the whole thing of me <laughs> trying to do art full-time is like, wh- if I'm going to do this, you know, making money is going to be awesome, but what do I, like, what do I want my legacy to be? It sounds so, like, No, I love like it. My- <laughs> I love it. And I love your thinking about this, too, because I went in with it as, like, okay, how can I make money? How can I pay my bills? And that, that just recently, like, in the last couple of years, I'm like, okay, what do I actually want to do? But you're starting with that, and I love that. I think that's so smart. You're like, okay, how, like, what kind of art do I want to do? What do I want to be known for? And I think a lot of people go at it as how can I just make money and they don't go at it the way you do it. And I, I love to hear that you are doing that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, like I said, like I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm lucky because I do have a partner who, who it does pay my bills. And so I was like, I have this amazing opportunity and I want to really use my time wisely and do something that I think that a lot of people around here can't do. Cause like, you know, like Mary Evelyn, she makes a good living off of selling her stuff on Etsy. And I was thinking, like, maybe I should go that route. I don't know. Like, I don't have – there is nothing wrong, like, if you want to get into arts to make money. But I, I – I, you know, you as an individual are able to do more than just sell a cool product. Like, anyone can make a product and sell it. But if – I could go down, like, a whole rabbit trail with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was like – I could make art and sell it, but um, I, I want to do more than that. And I and I didn't want to teach. Like, I thought about going back to school and getting an art degree so that I could teach. But like, I've taught a couple of workshops, and girl, it's just it's terrifying, <laughs> and it, it's so hard. And maybe someday I'll I'll be teaching. Um, but I don't. You know, a lot of people are already doing that and doing an amazing job. Um, but no one around here is really doing is really pushing public art and I was like I have a huge passion to do that like I want to make big murals and I know there's a lot of people that want to make big murals too so like let's collaborate and and, like get some stuff done in this in this super boring town um (laughs) and and then I've had people be like oh you know have you thought about applying for those mural fests in all the big cities and I'm like yeah it's on the list of stuff to do but I want to do something in my hometown first yeah, and and then maybe spread out and do more, because um, yeah, that's my goal. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and what people don't realize is like too, like in these small towns, you have a chance to stand out too, because not a lot of people are doing it, or not a lot, not a lot of people have the style that you have as well. And so when you do something in your style on a mural, people are like, "Whoa, what is that?" Like like people in Chicago or people in L.A., they're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's a cool thing on a building," but here. Like, if people are like, whoa, that's, like, she used bright pink on there. Or like, what? what is that? I don't know what it means. <laughs> the and best just color. Like, yeah, exactly. But, like, I kind of, exactly, yeah, it is. Um, I say this all the time, too. I'm like, okay, if I, like, those wings that I did downtown, here it's a big deal. In L.A., it would be, like, people wouldn't care. Like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, there's another pair of wings. But here it's just, it makes a bigger impact. So when people are going and being like, I want to do these big festivals in, Chicago or New Orleans or wherever it's like no do it here like and I right. people just yeah. don't even think about it so I love that you're like no like our town is cool like it is cool it can be cooler <laughs> and we're gonna make it that way I love that yeah absolutely so yeah um I got approached by uh the Branson Parks and Rec department director, or she had contacted us through Smack and was like, hey, like, I know someone on your team does murals, and there's this wall in this park that kind of doesn't have, like, a great reputation in this town, and uh, most locals don't really know even where it is, and they said, we have this retaining wall that uh, gets uh, a lot of graffiti on it. Which, in this town, we don't really have a problem with graffiti, but for that park, it's just, you know, it's a place where kids go smoke pot and be bad. And (laughs) they were, yeah, you know, typical teenager stuff. Uh, So the city was tired of painting over the graffiti all the time. And uh, so they were like, well, we're going to, you know, do something about that. So uh, I emailed her several times, and 
I had I, I had a really hard time getting a hold of her, but because I was like, I really want to do this project. Um, if if anything, like even if I have to do it for free, like the city will then know that I really care and I have a team of artists that really want to do public art and that the city will pay for it. So I harassed her and we finally had a meeting and she was like, thank you for bothering me so much. Like it just shows that, you know, you really care. And I'm like, heck yeah, I care. Like I really want to do this. And so I, it was a, uh, the wall was like 200, 250 feet. It's pretty long. Um, and so I was like, well, I could do all this myself, um, but I think that I want to contact a whole bunch of different types of artists and get them on board. And so I approached like maybe 15 to 20 artists to tell them like my idea. And um, I was like, I want to divide it up into sections and have each artist paint, come up with their own design and paint their own thing. And um, the the Parks and Rec lady was a little bit hesitant because she didn't want it to look too crazy. But I was like, we could do a you know a consistent theme throughout the th throughout the entire wall. But I want to give everyone an opportunity to really be like, this was my first mural, and you know someone can go physically see it in person. And um, you know, so I had. Uh, an 18 year old who had just graduated from high school, she wants to get into art. And then I had a lady who's 73, like, she, you know, she, she, another friend of mine, like she helped too. And people from all ages and all styles of art, I, I got on board and, um, I contacted Meg Wagler and Lacey Fincham. And I was like, Hey, like, do whatever you want and show up on this weekend and we're going to paint. And the, so the city paid for the paint. Um, I had asked um, the the Wolken brothers, Adam and Aaron Wolken. Um, I actually painted with them at Art Fest last year or in May. And so they recommended Nova paints. That's what they used for the Wonders of Wildlife. And so I had the city order a whole bunch of that stuff. And I was Ooh. like... I don't know if this is any good, but if the Wolken brothers like it, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Um, and it was. <laughs> um, they were just like these little tubs, and all the artists were like, are you sure this is going to be enough paint? And I was like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And it was. Like, that stuff is so good. And that's mm -hmm. what I use for all my murals now because I, I love it. Um, so, yeah, we, we showed up three days uh, or four days. I brought my camper because there was no bathrooms or, or sources of water or electricity. And so I had just parked my camper there. So we were able to use, like, the bathroom and the sink inside to, to rinse our brushes and stuff. And um, it was just so awesome. And I had written a sponsorship letter and, and sent it to a whole bunch of um, insurance and real estate agents around Branson to be like, hey, sponsor this mural. And I didn't hear back from anybody. And I know that, like, in the future I might try and approach it in a different way or have someone else on my team who's really good about talking to businesses hit, hit them up for money. Um, and so I, I felt bad because I had asked all these artists to help. And I was like, I can't guarantee that you're going to get paid anything because I'm still trying to find a sponsor. And thankfully everyone was really cool about it. And, you know, cause I don't want to be that person that's like, Oh, you'll get exposure from this. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to do that. And they're like, no, it's fine. And yeah, one of the girls, um, the high schooler, she got hit up after that to do a mural at a church. And um, like Meg came down from Springfield every day to paint. And I was just like so blown away with the fact that like all these other artists want to help like make this town better. And that was just like such an amazing, and like the news showed up, like Color 10 and KY3 showed up, and we were in the newspaper a couple times, and ah! I was just like, this is awesome, guys, like, so yeah, that, amazing. <laughs> I love it, I love it, you just, you just yeah. led your first big, like, thing, that, that, that's a big thing, it's like, I mean, just talking to all the people, people don't realize, too, like, coordinating people, having supplies, like, yeah, you bringing out your camper, that's all, <laughs> like, to be the leader of something, it takes a lot, so that, that's so Yeah, cool. it was really challenging, because, like, artists are so, like, I'm a very flaky artist, and so <laughs> I was, like, the day of, people were calling, were like, where's the park, I don't get it, and I was like, it's in the email, I've written an email, there's <laughs> yeah. so many emails, did you read, and they're just like, what, and I'm like, okay, this is just part of it, like, but yeah, it was terrifying because I'm not a leader and that I was asking all the, like people's feedback like 
am I being too bitchy because I'm trying to have structure to this? And they're like, no, you're fine. And I'm like, okay, good. Like, cause I, cause I do want to do more of these things, but I don't want people to be turned off by the fact that I might be too controlling about, you know, cause I was trying to give really good critique on design. Like we want to make sure it's somewhat cohesive and I don't want this mural to stand out more than yours. So we need to think about that. Like, uh-huh. you know, cause it's challenging. Like when everyone has such different styles, like how do you make sure that everybody shines equally um but yeah I, i'm really happy with how it turned out and the city paid to do a graffiti proof clear coat over it um so i'm really i'm um i'm thrilled that the city actually invested into that park yeah and uh af- shortly after that they hit me up again like we have this park that we're we're trying because it gets flooded every year um they took out the baseball field and the um, playgrounds and they're trying to turn it more into like an artsy naturey type of park and so I was like yeah I'd love to do this again and so I, I'm, I'm hoping that this will you know and even if it's not something that I can do I'm hoping that you know another artist in my area can can have that job too which you know um, let's see Lacey and another girl I was telling them that I get I get contacted sometimes to do logos or like landscapes and I'm like that is just not my thing. And they're like, well, we'll take those jobs. And I'm like, awesome, perfect. And that's like, I, and I've, you know, when people talk to me about making uh, art for them, I'm like, you know, even if it's something that you don't like my style, that's okay. I can recommend you to somebody else. And it's almost like they're kind of like, what? Like, as, you know, as if we're really competitive or it's all about business or whatever. And I'm just like, I want to give you a product that you're really happy with. And I also want to do art that I am really comfortable doing and not try to always try to push my limits. You know, like I did a dog portrait recently, which was okay. But again, I'm like, uh, I should have maybe passed this on to somebody else who really likes doing dog portraits. Like Mary Ellen. You know, just, yeah, exa- exactly. I actually, I actually sent them her website and I was like, this girl's a pro at pet portraits. And she was like, no, I still want you to do it. And I was like, Okay, and so I gave her a really high price, and they wanted me to do it. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, like, I'll do anything for the right yeah. <laughs> So it, So it was worth it. But yeah. but again, I'm like, now that I'm getting lots of inquiries, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more careful about how I how I approach things and, and what I want to do. And, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Let's see. Well, I'm just going on to the next question down here. Is there one thing you don't like to paint without? Um, oh, shoot. Well, I, I've been trying so many different types of paints that uh, I've really been liking the Nova paints, so I don't think I could go back to crappy using crappy paints after that. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Good, good company if I'm painting with somebody or a good podcast or um, – audiobook or really good music just kind of depending on the day um and caffeine having caffeine really <laughs> helps me stay focused <laughs> essentials <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah um my mine is always the, the podcast it's something to listen to i just get so bored if it's just like in my own head but say so, yeah i definitely get that uh or do you have like yeah. a podcast or uh like a book that you recommend uh what kind of stuff do you usually listen to Oh boy, um, I'm a YouTube fanatic, so a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are like Jenna Marbles or H3H3 oh, yeah. or Conan O'Brien or just like entertainment stuff, like stuff yeah. that's not super heavy um, or uh, a lot of like uh, relational self-help books. Like I, I like I have started, I had bought a few of the books that you had recommended about art business, oh. but I think I got so overwhelmed <laughs> With like yeah. the businessy crap that I'm like I can't handle this. I can't. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's so funny because like uh, when when I'm listening to that stuff, I'm like, give me all of the information. I love this, and then I like I just love to consume. And sometimes I just I won't put it into action, but I love listening yeah. to people talk about business. But you like you, a lot of artists are like you, and they're like, nope, just entertain me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the weird one of like. Give me numbers. <laughs> I love it. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. Are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way? 
Yes, so many. Um, but I will just maybe pick a few that I think are essential to like other artists listening. Um, when I was doing photography, I made the mistake of not having people sign contracts, um, not do meetings in person, and uh, doing jobs for for friends and family who thought that they were doing me a favor by giving me exposure. Because I would say things like, oh, this will be so useful in my portfolio. I'm really excited to do this. Like, because I'm like, you know, 19, 20 years old. I, you know, because I was really excited to get opportunities to shoot my first wedding, to, to shoot, a, you know, this and that. Like, um, but I really, I really doubted myself. And, it, and, it, and I didn't value myself at the time. And, of course, people are always saying, like, you need to value yourself or you need to charge more. And it's like, yeah, but half the time <clears throat> I'm just, ha you know, I was just happy that something happened, that someone hired me to do a job. Yeah. And, you know, so I would, I would do a wedding and uh, they would say, you know, oh, can you take payments or can you, you know, I'll send you the check, you know, a month from now or something like that. And I'd just be like, yeah, sure. Giving people the benefit of the doubt because they're a friend or a family. Um, and it just, that's I I don't have relationships with those people anymore because of that and and that's really unfortunate but um, you know if if I'm going to do art for somebody they're going to pay me full price um, unless I unless I really want to do it for them um, you know so I'm going to do a mural for my mom's house because she's interested in turning her house into an Airbnb and so I want to do like an Ozark theme mural for her living room. And I'm going to do that for my mom for free because I really want to do it for her. Yeah. You know, if she, if I didn't, you know, but, you know, I, I had done so many gigs where it, I would charge little to nothing, like $100 for a shoot, and people would still be upset at me for not being a professional. You know, I'm like, I'm an amateur photographer. And <laughs> it, just, it was just, it was not a good time. And so, oh, gosh. Oh, and I had done a mural for a really sweet lady in Springfield. She had asked me to do something that um, I thought, yeah, I could probably do it, like a, a watercolor effect. I think I told you about this. And I showed up, and I started working, and I was really struggling. And she was kind of like, yeah, I don't really like this. And I was like, yeah, sorry, I gave it my best shot. And that, that was really hard. And she paid me for my time, but I was just like, I should have sat down and done more research. I should have maybe talked to her in person. That was another thing is like, I get so excited to even get an opportunity to do a mural sometimes that I do all the work. I do the concept art. I take measurements. I, I, I put this all together. And then I, you know, one time I didn't get this, the woman a quote. I didn't even tell her how much it might be because she <laughs> seemed so open to anything. And I didn't think she had a budget. And, you know, so I did all this work. And then she asked me, like, well, okay, well, how much is And I was like, when can I start? And she's like, well, how much is it going to be? And I was like, you know, $3,000, and she was like, I can't, I can't do that, and I was like, dang it, oh, um, yeah. so I had done, yeah, so now I, I, I have people give me a deposit to do the initial concept art, because I do like to draw it by hand, and get the exact, you know, dimensions and everything, um, but that takes, you know, hours of, of my time, and so just things like that, where um, now, oh, <laughs> And miscommunication with, like, what the mural should look like, like, little details and stuff. Uh, people will text me, like, you know, hey, have you thought about this or changing that? And I was like, you know what? We're just going to talk in person because things get so misconstrued over email and text message sometimes True. that I, I will go out of my way to talk to someone in person in front of the artwork, if, like, if I'm working on it, to be like, what exactly are you wanting or what exactly do you not like about this or, or this and that? Um, and so, like, tonight, I'm going to a mural meeting, and I'm, I'm going to be in person. Because they were on Facebook Messenger, like, hey, like, we want a mural. We're thinking this. And I was like, great, let's set up a meeting so I can take notes, so I can, you know, have them show me pictures on their phone of stuff that they like. Um, because, man, just, <laughs> we are not good at communicator, communicating. And so that has <laughs> saved me a whole lot of a grief of just doing that. So then that way I feel like people take you more Seriously, if you're like, we're sitting down, we're having a professional meeting, you know, 
Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and also just like people, I've noticed too, like people, they say they want something or they, they'll like show me a picture of something they kind of like. I'm like, you almost have to ask like, okay, what do you see in this photo? Because like if people, we just see things differently, you know? And yeah, communicate. I feel like all of those things are things that artists kind of figure out in the beginning too. But now it's like you've already gone through those hurdles. So you know, kind of. <laughs> what to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes people give you references that are kind of all over the place and they'll say, just do whatever. We like your style. Yeah. But then they really don't like it, you know, so you, so you really have to be like, I want to make you happy as a client. So you need to tell me, you know, let's just be honest. Like I I can change up my style. I can do what you want. Like, you know, so Yeah. yeah, it's, it's really hard. Like being the person in the lead, really going out of your way to I don't know, like, I have to be the adult in the situation, and that's really challenging sometimes, and so that the the, the client really takes you seriously as a as a professional, you know. Yeah, so, being the adult is yeah. so not fun. Ah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> show up and paint whatever I want. <laughs> okay, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we've almost been on here for an hour. We've about four minutes oh, wow. left. So okay. <laughs> let's just go. Um, is there any advice that you would give artists who want to make art their full time career but don't know where to start? And also on that subject too, since we're talking about doing public art, maybe just kind of also talk about how someone can do public art if that's what they want to do. Oh, boy. I'm still <laughs> yeah. even trying to figure that out. Like, right yeah. now, I'm trying to get grant money. You know, people are always like, oh, there's grant money out there. And it's like, but it's really a, a huge process trying to, to get money. Um, yeah. I guess my advice is, like, find people who are doing what you want to do and, like, ask them for help. Um, mm-hmm. Ask people for feedback on your art and how you can do better. And, and like, don't take it personally. Like, I am still growing, and I, I'm, I'm still asking people like this, this graphic design piece I'm doing for this podcast. Like, I reached out, I reached out to someone who does graphic art full time, and I was like, "Tell me, like, how I can fix this." And they gave me Ooh. great feedback, and you know, just stuff like that. Like, I or you know, some of my tattoo artist friends, like, I'll send them a sticker design, and they'll, I'm like, "Tell me, like, just ask for help." And um, don't think that people doing better than you don't won't, like won't make time to help you out. Like even I reached out to Andrea and she helped me with you know stuff and that was like such a good feeling. Um, so that with public art, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like if you know someone who like owns a small business who would be willing to let you even paint a small thing on their wall, like ask them. Um, even if you're doing it for free for the first time, like that skate rink, it took me so long and I barely charged them anything, but, but I value them so much that they even let me do that. And, and just, just ask and be okay that you might get rejected. Like some people, a lot of people don't like my art and, and I'm okay with that. And and that's just part of life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, attract and repel. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you don't want to be vanilla. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely yeah. not vanilla. You're like strawberry swirl with sprinkles or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Yeah, you're, you're like you're in an all pink, and I was like, what does she look? She looks like retro Barbie or something right now. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I to think of the word the whole time. I was like, what is it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love that. I love that too. That's just so good. And like, like I was talking to Meg last time. It's just like t- getting the courage to like ask too. Meg is such a good asker. Yeah. And so are you too and yeah I think that's just that's a big um, ingredient for someone who if they're like the decider they're gonna make it or not too it's just like asking and yeah, yeah, I think you do. I think you're doing amazing, and I can't wait to do. We we should do like a follow up e- or uh, interview or whatever in like a year from now, like 365 days, and see where you're yeah. at and just compare it. And like, yeah, I just I'd love to see your guys' growth in the Artist Academy and outside of it, and just all just everything. It's so fun. So yeah, yeah that'd be I, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. So thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. You did amazing. <laughs> 
And um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not scary anymore. <laughs> I was so nervous, but I was like, oh, Andrew's really cool, and we're all in the same boat here. So, you yeah. know, what am I worried about? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and now the next one isn't going to be any big deal at all because we just talked for an hour on Instagram Live. Exactly. Yeah, oh my God, that went by so fast. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> all right, well, I'm headed off here. I will talk to you later. Thank you. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, I Bye. My Instagram is at Beauty From Light, and my website is also beautyfromlight.com. Perfect. In sync. Awesome. All right. Well, talk to you later. (laughs) Have a good night. Bye. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business. And now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.